Want to know what the meaning of life is? Tough shit. This is the Outbound Podcast. So, this might be known to quite a few people out there anyway, but there is a technical name for a fear of long words. Do you know it, Nick? I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. it yeah. 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 Tom, do you know about it? Uh, again, I know what it is, but I wouldn't dream of trying to say what it is. I'm going to try and say it. Oh. Hippopotamus. Nope. I'm going to start again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus equipped alaphobia. That's yeah. Hippopotamus equipped Allophobia. I still don't think that's correct. I, I've got it in front of me now. Does it start with Hippopotamonstros? Hippopotamonstros yes. says Quipta Dalif. Allophobia. Yeah. That last bit will be Allophobia. Yeah. So it'll be Squipped Allophobia will be the last bit. And then Hippopotamonstros. Quip. I don't. I don't think it's hip hop. I don't think you've got Dr. Dre going over the top of it. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Hip. I'm really showing my age there by using Dr. Dre as my hip hop reference. But it, it's as, yeah, it's essentially the first part of it is hippopotamus. Yeah, hip hip yeah. hippopotam hippopotamonstros. Yeah, and then yeah, but go on. But yeah, that's, yeah. I feel um, like we're straying from the point already. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's a bit of an arsehole move to make a fear of long words a long word. Surely you just have it as a sound. Like, eh. Try the word dyslexic and asking a dyslexic kid to write the word dyslexic. No. It's a, it's a ball ache. <laughs> exactly, because it's harsh. It shouldn't be allowed. I think the worst, though, is putting an S in the word lisp. Yep. Lisp. That, yep. That's a dick move. Yeah. Uh, also, hunting unicorns is legal in Michigan. <laughs> what does that? What, right. what does that have to do with it? Cows move with That's... regional accents. Right. A U.S. town had a three-year-old mayor. <laughs> right. I need to stop you immediately. Right. Some of these need expanding on anyway. Also, how did you group all of these together? What's the criteria? Well, it's just you know you. When doing research, and you just you go, do you know what? I don't know which one I want. Right. I mean, the idea of cows moving with regional accents amused me for about oh, amused me for about two minutes. Because <laughs> then I just started thinking about Geordie cows. Moo Lake. <laughs> right. Like, is there any cows from the Midlands? Like moo like moo moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, are we going to this farm in Dudley? No <laughs> I mean, I think that the whole hunting unicorns in Michigan is now legal I think that, is, I think that might be related to um, A horse was dressed up as a unicorn I, I, I read a story and I think it was in Michigan And it escaped from the photo shoot So the police was chasing it uh, so I think that's probably why that got legal. Because of, for whatever reason, at some point it got illegal. It does say the pursuit of uh, the unicorn is a lonely quest. I was going to say unicorns don't <laughs> actually exist. But this is the thing. But if you stick a if you stick a horn, like no, if you well, to be fair, if you stick like a birthday hat on a horse, it's effectively effectively a unicorn. So hold on, there's a there's a massive like legal loophole here. Say if there's just somebody you really really don't like. If you can get him into a compromising position where you have the ability 
to like super glue an ice cream cone onto his forehead, you're now legally permitted to hunt him down and kill him. I don't know if it's to kill. I don't know if it's hunt and kill or hunt and arrest. I'm not sure. Um, a pigeon on the other side did get arrested in India. Oh, for God's sake. For what? Because it flew over from Pakistan and they thought it was it was on a spying mission. So, because it had clipped, clipped to one of its legs, it had a, a, a number, which was actually just a contact number for the owner of the pigeon. I genuinely thought then you were going to say clipped to its leg, it had like a GoPro or something. <laughs> so it got, this pigeon got assassinated. Arrested, no, not assassinated. assassinated. They're two very different oh, sorry. things. <laughs> sorry. Uh, got uh, arrested because it was in another country illegally. It it flew from Pakistan to India. Obviously, Pakistan and India, they don't get on well. Yes, they don't. So the Indians, in a state of pigeon paranoia, was arrested. How didn't they just think, like, oh, he flew over from India to Pakistan in the first place and then was just flying back? But this is this is the thing, isn't it? Like, because <laughs> it is. It it's one of many first... things. It's one of many questions <laughs> that we have about this. Go on. It wasn't the first time that there's been problems between India and Pakistan and and animals with wings, also known as birds. <laughs> that that is a remarkable niche. But please do tie the story up with another one. Well, no, it, well apparently in 2016, they. they they arrested another aviation uh, kind of animal. Just call it a bird. Of... <laughs> yeah, you're going a really roundabout way of calling it a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but on suspicion of, of spying, uh, because apparently the, this pigeon sent a letter to the Indian Prime Minister. Stop. Uh, Stop immediately. <laughs> surely, <laughs> surely at the very worst... He carried a letter. He didn't write the fucking <laughs> thing. He's a pigeon. <laughs> the fit, the sound of death. He's gonna kill me. Scribble, scribble, scribble. I'm just going by. I'm going by. I'm going by what I read. So. Right. Well, that's what, that was your first mistake, isn't it? Yeah, your research has let you down again. Like, <laughs> go on. So yeah. So it. Flew a message from Pakistan to the Prime Minister of India, which had a threat on the Prime Minister's life. So, ever since then, I've been very suspicious about pigeons flying over from Pakistan. I probably shouldn't tell you the story about this 86-year-old woman that got arrested because um, her pizza wasn't delivered to her. But you're going to, (laughs) because I need to know the answers immediately. Crack on. Well... There was an 86-year-old woman. Yes. In, in yeah, who wanted a pizza delivered. Yep, we got that. <laughs> right, right, where? In, in, in Colorado. Right. And she ordered a pizza. Right. That was never delivered. Oh. So she phoned the emergency services, 911, 20 times in 38 minutes <laughs> because she really wanted this pizza to a point where the emergency services had had enough they were just like nope that's enough now they arrested her she bit a copper's hand <laughs> right <laughs> and then she ended up in prison for two days because this pizza company would not deliver her 
the pizza that she ordered. Wow. So probably she was being arrested, like, and while she's been put in the car and her head's getting down, she's like, I just want a margarita with no ham on it. And then they drive off. (laughs) And then literally just ding dong. I mean, it's a bit of an unnecessary specification, isn't it? Because margaritas don't have ham on them in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. She's, well, she's, you know, she's mentally deranged at this point. Well, that that is very true. That is very true. So (laughs) I am amazed they let her call that many times. Like, well, yeah, same, and in thirty-eight <laughs> minutes as well. Yeah, how many times? How many times did she call? Did you say twenty-one times? Twenty times in thirty-eight minutes <laughs> over a fucking pizza. Yeah, surely you find a pizza company. Exactly. If she's listening, and I hope she is, she needs to be ashamed. Can you think of the number of genuine emergencies that were denied service? I imagine she's dead. Because this was in 2005, and she was 86 then. Yeah, she's definitely dead. I mean, she's to be fair, if she's, if she's managed to get to 86 on a diet of pizza, fair fucking play to her. <laughs> and Pizza uh, and policeman's hands. Indeed. Yeah. Mistaking oh, them for well, a salami. But just imagine being on the receiving end. You, you know, you're the police caller. You're the person who has to do... You're trained <laughs> for years and years and years to deal with, you know, like potential, you know, people who are really, you know, experiencing massive amounts of trauma. Hello, 911 emergency response. Be like, where's my pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, as well, like with these, with these people who are, you know, like really trained, do you think there's a possibility that like they spent the first couple of calls thinking it was a very, very peculiarly worded way of, like, veiling a bomb threat or something. They're like, yeah, she goes, where's the package? <laughs> Excuse me, what do you mean? Where's the package? I ordered it ages ago, and I've called you 17 times, and you haven't done anything. Okay, right. What's your name? I'm not telling you my name until I get my package. <laughs> Which one of you sent Agent Eileen to take the C4? We told you this was going to be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that a code for something? I want my package! <laughs> right, calm down. I don't think they're supposed to ask, is that a code for something? Because that somewhat <laughs> defeats the purpose of a code. Well, Switzerland has just become my favourite country. That's a change of subject. It Go is. On. You can hire a clown in Switzerland to stalk your kid and creepily smash a cake into their face on their birthday. That's amazing. You can, you can hire scary clowns in Switzerland just to terrify children on their birthday. Wow. Dressing up as a clown is somewhat overkill because they're going to be covered in like whipped cream within a second and a half. You might as well just get your mate Gary to do it. And the other thing is, as well, is that clowns are the least funniest thing to dress up as. So to get someone dressed up as a clown, that's one thing. But then to effectively um, (laughs) assault assault a child (laughs) (laughs) is for a birthday, like... Hello, Timmy, it's your birthday. Look what we got for you. And then you just got this guy who basically is like it. I mean, if a kid's scared of clowns and then gets cake in the face, it kind of... It justifies their fear of clowns. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> if their vision is impaired, they're like, I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy! Oh, he's having such a good birthday. <laughs> um, As a side note, before you yeah. move on to the next one, Alex, because it does sound like you've got a next one, I'm already a big fan <laughs> of, of Switzerland. I can't tell you exactly why, but the flag is a big plus. But I like it. Um, uh, Flowers like Viagra. 
Um, Cookie what, Monster. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? Reverse. Whoa. Go back. Whoa. What was that? What? Flowers like Viagra. What do you mean they like it? Yeah. If you try this at home... Which I'm not going to. Well, you know, our listeners might. So if you've got some flowers... Flowers. Flares. And you've got some... Uh, and, you know, and they're in a vase with water. If you put Viagra in there, apparently... Um, they stand up straight for a week. That's good. They, so the flowers become erect for a week. Wow. This is one of those things that you always have to wonder, how does somebody find that out? Oh, yeah, you use horses to make glue. Like, when did that what? get... You're not aware of this, Nick? No. What are you talking about? I've always wondered what that lyric in um, the Elmo song was about. So, yeah, but... <laughs> Nick is genuinely horrified. So I, I'm sorry. I'm just being overloaded with so much drivel. <laughs> I'm trying to process. It's not drivel. It's, well, it's well, true. well it, it, it is. Coming from the man who thinks that 90s pop star Seal has his famous scarring because he grew up in a tribe that hits people in the face. Fucking cretin. It's fascinating drivel, and I love the fact that it's kind of like a greatest hits of drivel. <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to cope with it no right. it's it's, it's a re- it's a real thing so horses right. like it traditionally um like there's a a saying that kind of goes around like this is from my days of working at the bookies that like if a racing horse like does badly then they'll kind of have the dark joke about oh they'll be sent to the glue factory because they used to make that they used to make glue out of horses their bones can be used to make animal glue. I've just looked up why, and it's because apparently, like their their hide and and hooves, that they contain a lot of collagen, so they're good for glue. But yeah, again, it's just I don't understand how someone finds that out without trying a combination of batshit fucking crazy things to get there yeah that's that's it's good though that, like that people do do that what make glue from animals and as well, well. No, just i'm not promoting animal abuse if you're going but. down that route <laughs> i'm not going down I, i'm not going down any route I was, I, I, I was just trying to understand your point well it <laughs> the fact we have to question it in itself, like somebody does that shit. Somebody has gone out to of their find own. out. Yeah. Well, like with the Viagra thing, do you think that's essentially with the flowers like standing up on end for a whole week? Is that the equivalent of like flower taking heroin or cocaine? Or I don't something? know if the flowers get addicted to Viagra. They could do. <laughs> you know. So like from the outside, it's like, oh, what a beautiful rose. Oh, look, it's stood up. It's really stiff, isn't it? You go inside its little brain if it has one, and it's like going, oh. I'm tripping, I'm blazing, I'm tripping, I'm blazing. It's like, oh my God, speed is going, oh my God. Then on the outside, it's like, look how beautiful it is. I know what I'm doing next time I host a dinner party. I'm going to be putting some Viagra in a vase that also contains some flowers and water. Great. Just to impress the guests. All the rest of them are going to be drooping out and then one of them is just going to be like, race. Or, or I could just start as a kind of like uh, as a as a party trick. Why you got dead tulips on the table? They're not dead. Well, they are. They're a little bit droopy. Watch this. See this blue tablet? Yeah, that's what my husband takes. You know, for when we do the stuff for private time. I was just like, watch. Drop it in. Plop. 
and then just watch the flowers become erected. 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 (laughs) (laughs) On the subject of... um, Erections? Absolutely. Have you seen that advert that's been going around TV for the last like year or so which one it's for a company called uh newman or newman yeah and it, it just basically lists off various different words for penis like it goes william todger pecker wiener dong 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 <laughs> and this is this is like on normal day i was watching the football and it was just in it was in the halftime adverts it was fantastic it, it got it got straight to the point but it's just like someone's complained of course i have um, I'm just minding my own business with the cricket on in the background, and then it hits the advert shouting dong at me on repeat. Why? <laughs> Why are those Newman adverts so invasive? I'm trying to relax, and my TV is shouting dong at me. <laughs> A worried mum added, inappropriate time for advertising this, don't you think? My nine-year-old daughter sitting in the room, and you think it's sensible to have such an advert on about erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Should imagine that discussion. Dad, what's an erectile dysfunction? And then, then the mother walks past. Oh, your dad knows all about that. Trust me. And yeah, and then the dad goes right, picks up a vase. You see this dandelion? <laughs> it's not dead. It's just got a headache. <laughs> and you see this pill that daddy takes, right? <laughs> Watch. Watch this. Imagine this daffodil is daddy's penis. Right, don't do that. Parents or future parents never, ever, ever say that in front of your or any other child. Thank you. Disclaimer over. (laughs) Two more um, couple of facts. Two more couple of facts. Facts. Uh, Facts. Couple of more facts. Um, The Cookie Monster's name, he actually has a name. It's not Cookie Monster. I know, I was shocked. Derek? No. Colin? No. No. What do you reckon, Tom? Do you reckon, like, if you're to guess his name? Um, Bear in mind, he's a cookie monster. He's a cookie monster. I mean, that's more of a descriptor, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Sid. His name is Sid. Sid. Does he have a surname? Stop referring to him as Cookie Monster. Uh, Probably Sid Cookie Monster. (laughs) And then his mate just... Call him Cookie Monster. I mean, I don't think he's got many good friends then. His real name is a character trait. It's like saying, oi, smelly. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. just as an aside to that, um, similar theme, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has a real name as well. Let me guess. Charlie. You'll never get it in a million years. It's not Charlie. Nick? Timothy. Uh, no. Colin. No. You're thinking of very standard names, considering I've just said you'll never get it. Hackinen. Got... <laughs> Mika Hackinen, the late 90s F1 driver. Yes. Um, but no, his, uh, his full name is uh, Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog. What? Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog. Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog. Hedgehog. <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> Crazy old Maurice. Crazy hmm. old Maurice. As in the old man from Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have thought that our listeners are savvy enough to have gotten that without you needing to explain that. But, you know, I can't, that's I kind me of giving like, them the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes out in a couple of months' time. I want them to, I'm going to start... 
you know, I'm going to complain because that's just what you do these days. Mm. I'm going to start a movement for Sonic the Hedgehog, the Nick. movie two, to be called Maurice. <laughs> Nick, you can't start a bowel movement, mate. Which isn't the other facts. The other fact is, what is a- any other listeners who are currently engaged and they're looking at getting married in, in the near future. And for a lifetime of happiness, go on. Uh, you might be interested to know that if you invite the Queen, that's the Queen of Britain, the Queen of the Commonwealth, there's a good... In a way you would, but yeah. Well, but why, why would you not? You know, lovely old lady. Um, she's done a lot for this country, Tom. Yeah. More yeah, than she, you ever were. Yeah, she's seen this country ravaged by war. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's a good chance that uh, she would turn up if you invite her. Apparently, she she's a, she is a uh, wedding crasher. She's a wedding crasher. a wedding crasher. Uh, right. Back in 2012, she got invited. Don't know why to this um, wedding in Manchester. The people didn't know her, but yeah. she turned up. She turned up. Can we call it crashing if she got an invite? <laughs> well, maybe if you just make her aware but don't invite her she still might turn up well start Chinese whispers amongst her corgis or something yeah just send her a cheeky little message on Twitter alright Queenie get married this Saturday hope you're well yeah well are we sure it's definitely her though it's It's definitely the Queen not the band Queen right it's the Queen yeah that's my first question the the old lady with the hat yeah the second thing is that it wasn't just a random lookalike person who looks like the Queen no because I'm pretty sure lookalikes are illegal I what? don't think they are I'm pretty sure people make a living out of lookalikes I'm pretty sure lookalikes of the Queen are illegal are they? they should be is that because there's a, a secret law in the UK that if you look like the Queen, you can legally get hunted. I hope so, because otherwise I've made myself look like a fool many, many times. <laughs> now now I'm going to question myself. When I bow down in front of old ladies in the street that I perceive to be the Queen, I'm going to be questioning myself, actually, should I be bowing down to this person? <laughs> and the answer, I would imagine, almost exclusively, is no. I often wonder, why is she hanging around in Broadstairs so much? <laughs> Well, she shouldn't be out in the first place. She's got bloody COVID, hasn't she? She has got COVID. God rest her. <laughs> God rest her. She's not dead. Always nice to end this section on a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. Hello, welcome to the Our Bottom Podcast, episode 11. Why do I bother? So, hello, thank you very much for joining us. I am here. I'm with my good friend Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello. And also with another person who I have to see occasionally. Mr. Alex. Why do I get this treatment from you every time? What treatment? Like, as if you don't want me to be here. No, it's it's fine. It, it's just get it's, it's lulling you into, a, you know, 
a false sense of um, insecurity. Yeah. So then I try and build your character up. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello. Yeah, he's doing it purely for your own benefit, unlike when he says about me saying about how I bear resemblance to dwarves. So to be honest, you've, you've got off quite lucky, Alex. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've got two friends who, you know, the, a unique character trait of the pair of you is your height. So, you, you you know, you're the same height as Crouchy and Stephen Merchant. We already established last week that Alex is substantially shorter than Stephen Merchant. And then as well as that, you, you if know... If you're, you're about to you're, say you're, I'm the same height as Warwick Davis or Peter Dinklage, you can get fucked. <laughs> well, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're not far off, are you? So... Yes, I'm substantially far off. Both of those people are under four foot. I am five foot four. Swivel. So as you can hear by that annoyance, we're back and happy to be on the Hour Bottom Podcast. Hello. So this is episode 11, approaching towards the finish line of 13 episodes. And we've had specials and all of those kind of things. And so it's been absolutely fantastic to be on this journey. And uh, yes, so I just thought we'll do the check-in bit. So... Alex, you've said how you feel a little bit. Are you feeling all right? I was, until you started talking. Oh, there we go. Now, now I'm <laughs> questioning whether or not I want to be here. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. Figuratively and literally. Neither do I, but here we go. You know, like I'm we glad said... glad we agree. Yeah, we've we've agreed a lot in the last couple of episodes, so, you know... Yeah, <laughs> Look good. at us getting along well. Yeah, I love you, man, you idiot. <laughs> Get the fuck off. You mean the world to me, you c***. <laughs> Tom's so aggressive with his language. How are you, Tom? Are you right? I'm very aggressive with my language, apparently. Yes, but, yeah, well, I'm all right. Yes. It's a Monday, so everything is breaking around me. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. So it's a Monday, but you know, if you're listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the evening, no matter what day of the week, thank you very much for hitting the play button. Um, we've had quite a lot of listeners recently and over the course of the season. Just again, want to say thank you very much for listening and hitting it because we really do appreciate it. And again, uh, the podcast is as much of yours as it is ours. And um, actually, whilst we're on the subject, um, if we swing over to Tom, we've actually had quite a few listeners be in touch, haven't we, Tom? We have, yes, because uh, after the fiasco we had on the last episode with... uh, that edition of Nick's Crap DVD Giveaway. Um, we actually had three entrants, and they were all Nick, weren't they, Nick? <laughs> yes. So um, I don't know whether this was an intentional ploy that he never actually wanted anyone else to enter, but yeah, go back and listen to it. I had a great time. So this week we have several entrants, and for those of you in the know, Uh, We were talking, uh, this is coming back from the uh, Wrath or Wrath episode, where we asked you, what is your favourite swear word? Um, It can either be one of the all-time greats, one you've made up, one in a different language. We've had uh, quite a few entries, and I've got to say, they are all solid. A couple are a bit weird, but they are all solid. If we start off, we have uh, we have Emma R from uh, from London. She's given us two. One of them, I don't think it entirely qualifies as a swear word. I think it sounds like something you would say in place of a swear word when you're real when you realise you're around somebody you shouldn't swear in front of. Right. Um, she started saying "Holy Moses" recently. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> 
Not a uh, fan, Alex? It could be a swear word. Well, it, 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 it's a, a, a negative form, isn't it? I mean, saying Holy Moses is the, I imagine, is like, you know, the royal ascot equivalent of saying shit, you know? <laughs> Not really. So when, you know, if you know if a horse falls over, you go, Holy Moses! And then turn it into glue. Or if you're doing like a sermon or something. Awesome. And then and yeah. then you drop your bit of paper that you read, or you drop the Bible, whatever, and you go, oh, oh holy Moses. Yeah. Like, that could, people go, oh, Isn't that God. blasphemy? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, say, beautiful you, blasphemy. You wouldn't go, oh, God, when you've dropped the Bible. Oh, holy <laughs> Moses. You wouldn't go, oh, you wouldn't even go, Jesus. And then she also busts out the classic, Motherfucker. Because <laughs> uh, uh, fuck is apparently, as with all of us, standard part of the vocabulary. Um, mm. But uh, apparently motherfucker is just a lot more satisfying. And I, I agree. I think it has its place. So yeah, quality bit of motherfucker there. And uh, from one Emma to another, we're going to go to uh, Emma B from Deal. Nice. Um, and uh, she's got, again, two entrants. Bollocks. Again, just you know, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of power behind it. It's a good one. I will say, ever since moving up north, it's one that's kind of fallen out of my vocabulary a bit because it's one of those ones that's just definitely a lot more satisfying to say in a southern accent. Yeah, well, like some, some accents lend themselves to swear words, kind of like with some, like with some people, you, like they suit a certain swear word. Like for example, with me. And, you know, I open myself up to Alex for this. Would you call me... I think, Alex, you would call me a twat, but you wouldn't call me a, you know, um, a cunt, would you? I would. I'm asking Alex, not you, Tom. Yeah, I... You wait your turn. You don't know me, do you? <laughs> right. I've massively underestimated this. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, okay, you would think that. You. Tom? Um. Well, no, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I would definitely call you a bastard. That is the one I would probably settle on. You would associate me with a bastard, but you wouldn't call me a prick, would you? I think you're taking the wrong line of questioning, saying what people wouldn't call you. Right. I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything I wouldn't right. call you. I would happily call you a wanker. Right. Because <laughs> I would call you a wanker, but I wouldn't call you a bastard. I'll call you a wanker. I'll call. You, I'll call you a dickhead. I'll call you a tit. No, you are you are so a tit. No, you're a tit. And I'm a tit. Yes. No, I'm <laughs> actually yeah. Even you saying that, I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm more of a tit than you. Yeah. Um But anyway, I'll carry on Fucker. Yeah, I, again, you need to stop. Uh twat. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we've got it. Yeah. Next. Prick. Yeah. M- Emma B follows up with flange. Solid. <laughs> flange. Like it. Bollocks and flange. They go together Bollocks well. I like I like words that end in G, you know, D G E, yeah, D G E, D G E. Right, flange so doesn't G. end in D G E. So Will from Broadstairs carries on the bollocks. So two two entries for bollocks. So I I've read them out in this order on purpose because this is where we start to get a little bit more imaginative. Ooh. Um, Kate from Broadstairs, she followed my suggestion that sometimes the best are the combination of them. Uh, so again, she's hit us with a double whammy of uh, cockwomble and douche nozzle. <laughs> douche nozzle, I feel like it sounds better in an American accent. Yeah. But I will always be a firm supporter of the cockwomble. 
Yeah. Has anybody um, ever seen a Womble's cock? <laughs> <laughs> that great uncle Bulgaria, he was a well-known pest. The cock Wombles of Wimbledon. Wombling free. Hopefully not. This is children's <laughs> television. Um, then we have uh, Keith from London, um, who has, again, a very, very specific one. I feel he hasn't really put the explanation in this. I don't know if this is kind of to be said really over the top jovially. Um, but he said, uh, how are you, you rancid piece of minge flap? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so greeting the next person I come across like that. I, I like it a lot. I would just worry about its use in regular rotation. I feel <laughs> like... Just because I think that worked because that's the first time you've heard it. Yeah. I think after the fourth or fifth time. Yes, but that's why you don't say it to the same person every time. When you come across, when you meet somebody for the first time, how are you doing? Was it you rancid meat flap? Uh, you rancid piece of minge flap. That was it. How are you doing? You rancid piece of minge flap. Like yeah. you're shaking their hands and they, and they don't, they they yeah. can't. They're just speechless. And you go into the next person. You meet the missus's grandmother. Hello, you rancid piece of minge flap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and it's good. It's clever because from there because you, they won't forget you. Yes, and also they'll be like. Oh, that person I don't like that person. Well, why not? They called me a rancid piece of inch flap. Yeah, but you are grandmother. Yes, I know. But how does he know that? Um, and then, but from there, you're only gonna sort of like. Do you know what? Actually, I didn't like him at first, but I'm starting to like him now. Yeah. If, you don't want to start at the top and then fall down. You want to start at the bottom and fall up and walk. Fall up. Fall up. That makes sense. Okay, all right. Falling with style. Yes. <laughs> I like the logic of that though. Like you, you, they don't set the bar low. You set the yeah. bar low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because then the only because then way you're that... in control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I probably think I would be correct in saying that's both of your favourites so far. Yes. Yes. Well, there, there's one left, and I've got to say this is my favourite. Because I, I feel like it's something that can be used as an exclamation, and I think that's more in keeping with wrath. Uh, James from St. Peter's and um, he just comes in with spinal tits spinal tits spinal tits because I, I can imagine saying that when like you stub your toe that yes. would be cracking so you bang you go, bang mm, spinal tits <laughs> yeah I yeah that's exactly or, or you I can imagine. use it like during dirty talk oh I love your spinal tits I it's got so many uses. Well, no, well, no, I don't think that. Well, imagine it just being like, being like oh yeah, you're so hot. Mm. Oh yeah, you're, oh yeah, you're gorgeous. Oh, yes, yeah, spinal tits. Just for the listeners, Nick, Nick, and Alex recently are taking the steps away from being single, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well yeah. done. Well, the thing is, is that Do you actually... want me to suckle on your spinal tits? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the thing is that I actually looked up like kind of swear words just into Google just to see. There's this guide where it just comes up with to create new swear words. You ha- uh, to create a non-gendered insult. You put in a swear word and then any and then you put a t- uh, two syllable uh, noun into it. So a person, place or thing. And one is um, fuck cycle. But it kind of sounds like it's um, part of your daily thing. Mm-hmm. Like. 
you know, like you, when you know when, when you put a wash on. Yeah. I was going through its cycle. Well, you have a fuck cycle. You have a fuck or do you, cycle. Or do you fuck a cycle? Do you fuck cycles? Do you fuck cycles? Well, if any a... listeners listening now, if you fuck bicycles, let us know. Is that the slippery slope into exhaust pipe fucking? Which is a thing, all right? Oh, God. There you go. Well, there's another one. Wank hammer. Good. Douche Dad. nozzle. We've already had douche nozzle, remember? Arse basket. Yeah. Shit gibbon. Yep. And cock waffle. Cock waffle. Yes. Different from cock womble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a Can I try one? one? Go on. Twat baguette. <laughs> I like that. I feel it creates the wrong imagery because baguettes are quite phallic. Yeah, that is quite true. Yeah, but it, when you slice it in half and you stick some meat in there and you position it... We're and... not going down the ham sandwich route, Alex. <laughs> not now. Not ever. Yeah. Carry yeah. on, Nick. And yeah. splash some Carry words. on, Nick! <laughs> as well as... <laughs> Uh, there was, um, I actually typed in what is the oldest swear word, and it says um, on here the oldest English swear word is um, fart, as it turns out, as it is one of the oldest rude words we've, we have in the language. Um, it first popped up, you know, no pun intended, roughly in 1250, meaning that if you were to travel 800 years back in time, just to let out a little cheeky, you know, then everyone would at least be able to agree upon what that sound is called. Enlightened times these days, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So before we decide a winner then, I suppose we've got to to ask, Nick, what is your favourite swear word? Uh, oh, favourite swear word. Um, I think arse is a good one. <laughs> arse, arse is a good one. Yeah, yeah. arse is a good one because it's just that you can tell the kind of type of person you are by how much you emphasise the first couple of sounds in it. You know, ass. The first couple of sounds in a one-syllable word. Yes. Ass. I just did three sounds. So yeah. Alex? I think mine's got to be twat bigot. <laughs> Not tooting your own horn or anything. No, I, I just like the sound of it. It just sounds nice. Mm. All right, you twat bigot. All right, twat bigot. Oh, did you meet Colin the other day? Colin, oh, you know, that bald-headed guy with the glass. Oh, yeah, he's a right twat bagger. Where's twat bagger? Oh, he's getting off of that munter in the corner again. I was getting off with that rancid piece of minge flab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean my grandmother? Shout out to Nick, though, for using munter for the first time since 2008. Munter's wow. great. Munter's a great word. If you, it is a fantastic word. If you want to describe something that looks horrible and horrendous and is it's ten trillion times uglier than ugly, it's a munter. <laughs> something that actively munts. Yeah, and if you and if you just emphasise the mmm, then it sounds really munter. You know, mm, munter. <laughs> yeah. So the way you did it there, it sounded like you were doing it like, you know, when um, football crowds do that shout behind the goalkeeper as they're running out to take you off it, like, ooh, Manta! <laughs> I, I could go for that. Um, I have two, um, and they are very situational. Um, as you know from earlier in this episode and others, sorry, mum but I really, really enjoy the word cut because it just gets so to the point and it can be used in a multiple 
range of circumstances it's fantastic and yeah it's just, oh it's just so direct it's perfect um but the other one that i really really enjoy just as an exasperation is just jesus wept like it there's there's no there's no logic behind it whatsoever just jesus wept jesus wept yeah Oh, <laughs> yeah so shall we decide a, a winner from from this group then yeah because uh, we've got an episode to record after this yeah i'd go with i'd go with minge flap i'm going with rancid piece of minge flap well that means my opinion is null and void i will say james from st peter's i would have given it to you for spinal tits however the winner by majority is keith from london with how are you you rancid piece of minge flap congratulations you Worthy. win a copy of pocahontas <laughs> and this is the kind of quality content you can expect from us every 14 days jesus is a good one even though it's not an actual swear word it's just a good curse word going you know there's the massive emphasis on jesus you know, and of course, Christ on a bike. Christ on a bicycle. Yeah, no, it's Christ on a bike. Yeah, I like bicycle. bicycles too too lengthy. I like bicycle. Christ, the, Christ on a unicycle. I've got Jesus wandering around on a yeah on a bicycle around Cambridge <laughs> with a basket. Anyway, Christ on a tricycle. Actually, no, Christ like on that. a tricycle. <laughs> He's joined the circus. Do you guys want to see a trick? Yeah, I can turn water into wine. I can walk on water. You want to see me on a cross? I'll come back. So my feelings towards what's just happened are a combination of the two things that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Aren't they, Nick? Oh, yes, they are, yes. So what we're going to be discussing today for episode 11's content and topic is we're doing a double whammy today, like we did in the last episode and for today and for the next episode. Towards the end of the season, we're going to be discussing about shock and disgust. Ah. Ah. Get it away from me. You know. My hope is that I'm trying to get Nick to make these noises now. So for once, he'll shut the fuck up when I'm doing the definitions. Oh, speaking of which, Tom, <laughs> we need to hear our definitions. We do. We do. So I do have the definitions for both of them because I think... With previous ones, when we've had two similar words, we can kind of use one. But, you know, whilst you can be both shocked and disgusted at the same thing, they're not necessarily the same. Yes. So, please, with, uh, please do for, go on. Thank, I will. Thank you. So kind. So, for uh, shock and disgust, the Oxford English Dictionary definitions are as follows. <clears throat> a strong feeling of surprise as a result of something happening, especially, especially something unpleasant. <laughs> a serious medical condition, usually the result of injury, which a person has lost a lot of blood and they're extremely weak and disgust. <laughs> a strong feeling of dislike for somebody or something that you feel is unacceptable or for something that looks like or smells etc unpleasant <laughs> before we carry on I need to know why you made the noise from the end of the theme music to home improvement <laughs> <laughs> uh? 
was good. So yeah, yeah. two two well done, different Tom. things, but yeah, I don't know why you're congratulating me for being able to read, but yeah, yeah, well well done for you know your beautiful piece of research because I mean of course you know with shock and disgust, we've all done it. Oh God, we've all been there, you know. Yep. Yeah, of course we have, you know, and it is one of those things of just being like, right, well, you know, sometimes we have to discuss about things that we're a bit bit disgusted by and like, Alex, can you think of any particular times when you've been shocked or disgusted? I can think of one or two moments when you've been shocked, but for the benefit of the listener. Um, have I ever been shocked? (laughs) Can I answer the question for him? Yes, please, Tom. Do you remember the time <laughs> when I used to live in the town centre? Yes. We had one of our common gatherings of Provo and music, and Alex went to stand over by the window. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> there, so he was just standing there minding his own business. I think two of us were playing Provo. Seem to remember there may have been Slipknot on in the background. Apropos of nothing, I will defend Alex over this. I genuinely don't believe it was anything to do with him. Um, the whole panel of the window just fell into the street below. Yeah, it just decided to give up being <laughs> being a window. It did. It just went, you know what, fuck this. I'm going. <laughs> Bye. And it, luckily there wasn't anybody walking underneath because they would be dead. They they absolutely would have been killed, yeah. And yeah, it just um, went Sierra and went tumbling downward and even tumble just dropped to the floor beneath. And what this is what, four stories up? Really? Uh three. Three stories up. Three. Um but yeah, it were it was kind of a long a long way out. I mean, you know, as an aside before we discuss Alex's shock in the situation and exactly how he reacted. That window didn't ever get properly repaired. Did it um, not? No. Fortunately, I only lived in that flat over a summer, so I didn't get that cold. But it never got properly repaired. It got um, it got boarded up, but I moved out of it before they did anything with it. Yeah. So, uh, fun. Um, wow. But yeah, so, Nick, do you remember Alex's reaction when uh, this happened? I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember my own reaction. Yes. Because, Alex, you have one of those faces where, you know, you just can't hide how you feel. It's like a bird, do you know what I mean? You can't really hide, you know, like a pigeon, you know, just kind of... It was quite something to marvel at. I was very pleased I was there to witness it. (laughs) So, basically, the face that you pulled, there was a lot of fear, but there was also... It's like behind your eyes was screaming... I didn't do this. Yes. It wasn't me. It did it by itself. In a way to translate it for the YouTube generation, um, the natural reaction to when your mum bursts in and goes, which one of you doesn't know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> yeah. That wasn't me. That, and, and that's a hell of a sight to behold. And you just didn't say anything. And I don't think any of us said anything for a while. I, I seem to remember I didn't realise it had happened immediately. 
because you were just kind of standing there looking petrified. And I think the music was on quite loud and we were obviously shouting at the TV. And yeah, it was just one of the most bizarre situations. I mean, did you did you see it land? Do you remember? No, I just I, I remember stepping over something when I put my, I put my foot down. I must have been about a meter or two away from the window, mm. and then it just went see you later and fell. <laughs> and I was just yeah, then just stood there yeah, just kind of like what the fuck just happened there? <laughs> I don't how does this happen? Like I was I think I must have been what did I do? How did that happen? How like. And to this day, I still do not know how it happened. No, I still, I I mean, still, still think about that to, 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 this, to this very day. and kind of go, how? Like, I, <laughs> I'm sure I didn't push it out. I'm sure I didn't push it no, out. No, and that's the thing. I feel like in most circumstances, the obvious explanation would be, well, Alex was just a clumsy twat and he bumped into it. But I know you were far enough away from the window that you didn't. I was still firmly on my feet. You were, yeah. I mean, maybe it was a case of I put my foot down a little bit too heavily and then it didn't like it. It went, nope. But that, that to me, says more about the structural integrity of the window. Yeah. Than yeah, yeah, yeah yes. rather than my feet. So thanks for that answer, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just, I don't, I don't know if anything shocks me. I don't, I'm just like, just what? things happen and I just go, oh, yeah. Nick, how about you? <laughs> Well, if anything, I've been I was shocked quite recently because um, it's quite an interesting tale. Um, because my, don't oversell it. Oh uh, well, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, uh, because my uh, sister uh, works the local WW2 Spitfire Museum, and um, they've recently, like since coming back from COVID, they've opened up the business to try and get people coming in. And there's a gentleman there who shall remain nameless, who he is the kind of caretaker of the place, right? And and what they do is, like, with, with the museum, they have, like, you know, old bombs and old guns and everything. And what they have to do is they have to take them out of the cases where they keep them and, like, polish them and look after them so they don't rust and, you know, get broken or anything. And this guy, out back at the museum, has a shed where he keeps all of the spare kind of parts and pieces of equipment that are found quite uh, um, a lot. And in his own office, he, uh, uh, interestingly, he had two water bombs as bookends on his desk, at the front of his desk. Um, And recently he's been taken poorly, I think because of COVID, and two volunteers walked in, and one of them is an ex-police officer, and said, oh, what are those two things there? And then the other person said, oh, you know, there's, there's such and such as um, bookends. And they're like, yeah, they don't look good. They don't look right. So they called the police. The police came along and were just like, well, we're the police. So I don't think the police need to enter a building saying they're the police, particularly when they've been called. Yeah, but but then they just said, they follow up and say, well, we're the police. So we don't know what to do. Um because they were very sus- suspicious about these two water bombs. So then, uh, because one of the uh, officers is an ex-bomb um, squad uh, like person, member, he called out the bomb squad to this, to this museum. And they picked up the, the, the bookends and they discovered they were actually live water bombs, but they were being used as bookends on a desk. 
And so they took them away. And as naturally what they do in the bomb squad, if something's live, they detonate it, they blow it up. So then it's no longer a problem. A controlled explosion. A controlled... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So it was a water bomb, yeah? Two water bombs used as bookends on a desk in a museum. Right. Can I just jump in? <laughs> when Nick keeps on saying water bombs, Alex, please back me up here. Please tell me I'm not the only one who's just imagining a balloon filled with water. Yes, this is what I'm confused about. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, well, oh, sorry. Let me be specific. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actual... Dumb- not very sturdy well, as bookends. Yeah, yeah, they're really not. Um, no. Why are they getting a bomb disposal unit? All we have to do is just pick it up and throw it. And just, <laughs> just water goes everywhere. So just to kind of clarify these things... Do you mean like a naval mine? Yes, so like a, a, right. a like a, like a naval German whatever bomb, right? But then I'm not even finished with the story, right? So that happened on the Monday, right? Oh. Um, standard Monday. Standard Monday. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, they were then checking out because of this whole thing. It was the talk and gossip of the town um, and the museum. Uh, uh, they then thought, oh, well, what's actually in his blue shed at the back of the museum? They went into it and they found an AK-47 submachine gun with live ammo. Um, just sat there, you know, next to the golf clubs and all that. Uh, and, um, and then as well as that, they came across a, I don't know the name of it, but a definite German... Um, Again, I think it was a World War later World War Two um, bomb, which they had <laughs> picked. They had found not a, this guy had found or picked up. I think on an um, an auction or something like that, um, and picked it up. And um, again, they were just like, "Don't trust this." They called the police again. The police then turned up and just went, "Well, we're, we're the, the police. police. We're the police." So, <laughs> uh, we, we, we can't do anything with it. Um, so let's call my mates the Bomb Squad. They've got the Bomb Squad along. And yes, the AK-47 machine gun with ammunition was live. And the bomb was live. I feel like this person just likes collecting... Live, live bombs? Live <laughs> bombs and guns. He's the worst terrorist ever. <laughs> well, yes, he is the worst terrorist ever. Because to the best of my knowledge, he wasn't threatening to ever use them yeah exactly he just kept them in the back and um yeah and so then the bomb squad took the bomb away (laughs) that's the correct thing to do yeah took the bomb away and then blew it up so just just kind of with with these things because i've heard of obviously like controlled explosions yeah um but when they do controlled explosions, do they do them in the sea? Yeah, they do it in the sea or in an airfield, a designated airfield where there's no one around. Oh, but but you know what? That was Wednesday when all of this happened. <laughs> um, on Sunday... Is this when all the Nazi paraphernalia came out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, basically, um, they the museum... Uh, was then um, uh, evacuated because they then went back to the blue shed where the gun and the bomb were kept and they found another live bomb. 
But um, why did I not see it the first time? Apparently, someone did, but the bomb squad said, "Well, we have to deal with these two first. But there's a bomb there. Yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the museum was evacuated, and the entire area was. And again, the police were called. <laughs> they turned up, and they turned up. Well, well we're, we're the, police. the police, so we, we, <laughs> we don't, don't know, know anything about bombs. <laughs> But my mate, I used to be in the bomb squad, so I'll call them again. Got them along. It was a live bomb. They had to control the explosion it somewhere in the sea or in an airfield. So within the space of a week, a museum, which which is renowned for holding collectives of weapons and bombs, had three, actually no, four live pieces of, you know, weapons of mass destruction and no whoa, one had a clue. Whoa, 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 definitely no WMDs. <laughs> I don't know what the technical term is. Weapons, machines, things that blow th- and destroy anything in its path, whatever you want to call it. But it was just a bit like... Because when you go into a museum, you'd naturally think that all of these things are deactivated. Because even my sister said, she was like, oh, I, I actually like have like cleaned those water bombs at either end of the bookend. So and they're like the water bombs. <laughs> yeah, they're not actual water bombs that blow up. Yeah. <laughs> But I just love this idea that this guy comes back and he's just like, where are my bookends? And like, right, well, the thing is, Colin, it's like, no, where are my bloody bookends? And then in the background, you have a mushroom cloud <laughs> explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my bookends. <laughs> wow. And anyway, what about you, Tom? So, why do you always say it in such an accusative manner? I'm not saying it in an accusative... This is me in an accusative manner. What about you, Tom? <laughs> yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom. You Alex, prick. can you tell the difference between the way he said it that time and the last time? Because I'm struggling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, he can. Unlike you. <laughs> You're doing it again. You stop gaslighting me. Anyway. So, I'm going to move the, move the situation. Because I would probably say... I can't top Alex, maybe or maybe not, breaking the window. <laughs> so I'm going to have to kind of change tack and move over onto disgust. Mm. Now, a couple of things kind of spring to mind here. Now, before I go into my bits, that sounded wrong. Before mm. I go into my examples... <laughs> Alex, again, that sounds wrong. Yeah, have yeah, yeah. either of you... Um, do you find as you're getting older that things that you used to be fine with all of a sudden you're not cool with anymore? Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So I've got two examples of this. Mm-hmm. One of them, I will say half of it, or at least half of it, I still love it dearly. I really struggle with some episodes of South Park now. Right. Really? The, some of them are just gross for the sake of being gross. Yeah. <laughs> and... Like, they're just, like, it, it kind of detracts from the enjoyment for me. Whereas that used to be kind of what I loved about it. But then the biggest example of it is uh, is the Saw films. Oh, yeah. I used to go and watch them religiously. Like, every... Because, obviously, there was a period of time where they were coming out every year. Wasn't it, like... Isn't there, like, eight or nine? Yeah, so you've got seven mainline ones. And then two, um, like two spin off types. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, so I, I used to absolutely adore them. And I really can't watch them now. Something Why? that I was it like. Freaks you out. 
it doesn't freak me out. It is just matter of factly disgusting. Now I think I can kind of relate on that to an extent because when when I was younger, probably going back now about twenty years, there used to be a, um, a TV program on the Channel Fools where. Why do you keep pluralising these things? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Channel what Fools. What? That's what they're called. Right. In the in the TV show, you'd watch a live. Um, what's it called? Uh, when they're porno. No. <laughs> it's not that autopsy program. Yeah, it's it? the autopsy program. Yes. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, and I used to be. Uh, I used to stay up. I think it used to be on Sunday nights. And I used to stay up. And I used to watch it, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is like really interesting." Mm. Uh, bear in mind, I've been practically brought up going into hospitals for various checks, and I've always had scans on my heart and this and the other. And I used to watch the screen. Oh, look at my heart beating. Oh, look at that shit valve. That's a bit floppy. And then you hear the sounds and all of that. And yeah. I don't know what happened. I think it was. I think it was when I turned eighteen, nineteen. I went for one of these routine heart checkups, and I couldn't look at the, at the screen. And then I went, "Can we stop and have a ten minute break? Can you get me some water as well, please? Because now I feel faint because of the sound." And I was, I was just like, "Can you just put that on mute?" Yeah. And the nurse sounded slightly annoyed because yeah. I asked if you could mute it because I was I just couldn't deal with the sound. And she, so she was like, "Well, yes, I suppose I could listen to it back later." Yes, you can. <laughs> right. you're gonna have to pick me up from the floor yeah um and just so anything internal body wise now just grosses me out and just it just makes me feel faint and just i, I can't deal with it can you not hit can you not put your own hand on your heart and feel your heart beat no don't like any of it really don't, don't like it there's an actual word for it where you don't like the thought or the idea of your own of everything that's happening in your body is actually happening and you being aware of it consciously aware of it yeah yeah um, i mean i don't think that's a specific fear i would say most of us if we actually thought about like what was going on internally at any point in time we'd probably be like yeah. yeah 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 i totally get that because i'm the same like when i started going out um with somebody uh, she was doing some surgery on someone's back and she showed me a picture of like kind of restructuring the top part of his spine. And the picture that she sent, it looked like, um, please forgive me, but you know, like the Human Body Museum, where it's just basically skeletons with muscles on, you know, like mm. one of those kind of museums. It looked like one of those at the back. And I was like, oh, wow, imagine doing that on a real person. They're like, oh, no, 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 the, those red bits that are stretched out, that's actually his skin. I was like... What you're showing me the actual internal organs yeah, of someone? Nice. She's like, yeah, yeah. I drilled the holes into oh, his spine, and I'm like, oh god, no, no, no. And then she sent me another picture, and she was buying the mask with her thumbs up, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Why are you doing? Why are you taking selfies? She was at medical school at the time, so she was like, that she doesn't was like, excuse it. <laughs> that makes it worse. Yeah, but, but this is the thing. I'm having a great time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nah. awful. So when people, if they've got injuries and stuff, they've got wounds. I was like, yeah, look at this picture. No, leave no. it alone. I don't like seeing scars. Yeah. Because I then because everything becomes relative in my head. I was like, right, I know why that scar is it's because of that. And I know what's going. On. And they're like, no, it's yeah. just great. It really, really gross. I'm not scared of it. Mm. It just, it just freaks me out. I mean. I mean, oh, to be fair, I had 
this is going back now maybe what two or three years ago yeah i burnt my hand oh yeah that was disgusting that was quite awful. That was horrible. Because how did you do it? Wasn't it like late at night? You yeah, know? I, was, um, I turned the oven on because I was a bit peckish. So I was going to have a... Why are you laughing? Sorry, go on. So I was going to chuck a pizza in the oven and, and eat that. So I've got the pizza out of the freezer. I've opened up the oven door because I was preheating it, as, you, as the packaging informs me to do. And... To my surprise, in the oven was the frying pan. Hmm. I don't know who put the frying pan in there. They haven't owned up to it yet. Probably because you'd kill them. <laughs> so it's important to state that this frying pan had a metal handle. Yes. Now, the oven hadn't been on for that long, so I just went, should be all right. But apparently metal conducts heat very quickly. <laughs> Was being talked to you by a man in his 30s. <laughs> so I've got to take the frying pan out of the oven. And as I'm taking it out, I'm like, oh, this is very warm. But because people that I shared the flat with at the time were asleep, I didn't want to kind of just drop it. I kind of go, ah, fucking and create a load of yeah. noise because I didn't want to wake them up. So I was just like, oh, this is very warm. This is very fucking hot. This is cooking my hand as I'm calmly putting it down on top of the hot. <laughs> Then I put the pizza in the oven and then proceed to the um, tap to put my hand under the cold tap water. Yeah. Um, so I burnt my pizza. Standard. Yeah, so I was a bit annoyed about that. And I couldn't sleep because I was in so much pain. Anyway, the following morning when I woke up, because I did eventually get to sleep, I looked at my hand and it just had this massive blister on it. Mm. It must have been... Well, it the, the bit on your palm by your thumb that bit of skin there the inside of your hand yeah yeah it it took up all of that space it looked but, like if anything it looked like you know like blowing bubbles it looked like an actual hard yeah, bubble yeah on it, the inside of your hand yeah apparently i should have gone to hospital apparently apparently i'd I say have, so yeah, yeah i'd mean, I, say so but do you know what i didn't and guess what i'm still alive yeah nothing happened didn't get infected after five days i it did the the pus started oozing out oh god if we're talking about disgust yeah. i want to disgust you all right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then oh. sort of and the pus from this must have been like a three by three inch blister yes. the pus the pus was oozing out and he's dribbling down my arm i was just like oh, well thank god for that it's now kind of going right. and then i was just left with a flappy bit of skin for a few days which i eventually was able to pull off it's a bit of hand flap yeah right yeah so yeah that was pretty disgusting almost as disgusting as the time at work i had to move um somebody's uh poo from the urinal to the toilet yeah yeah you don't expect that sort of behavior in the pub you do you really don't. Not on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. On a Thursday? No. Not no. on a Thursday. Thursday lunchtime, actually. <laughs> not long after opening at 12 o'clock. I'm okay, not, the, I'm the, not the person, lie, Alex. You're not short of disgusting material, are you? The person who chose to do it, so somebody who was a regular at the time, he works at a special needs school, he brought one of, one of the kids in, and he came out and he said, really sorry, but he's... Oh, no, no, he didn't even admit to it. Someone else admitted to it. The fiend... Maybe maybe this special needs child never even done that. It was a massive turd, though. It was huge. 
Very impressive. Yeah. And I had to pick it up with my hands. With gloves on, obviously. No, because the gloves... Did I put the gloves on? Oh, my on? God. Please tell me you put gloves on. No, I use a lot of loo roll. So, <laughs> because I think we probably exhausted the, the poo side <laughs> bit. Do you know what fucking disgusts me as well? Is, uh, right. I'm really sorry to listeners who, who have this, because I know a lot of people do, but when people get their ears discs... I fucking hate it. It just, I can't stop staring at it, but I hate, I think it just looks awful. There was kind of like the trend of like where people would just get them like stretched and stretched and stretched. Yeah. It is, it, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. Because a part of me is just a bit like I could hang my keys on the inside of your earlobe. Yeah, it oh, just no. There's just so many, there's like a lot of common things that are quite disgusting. Um, I, I kind of don't understand, is it fit? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it in the term figuratively when you say, oh, oh, you know, when you're really annoyed and disappointed by someone, you say, oh, you, yeah, I find it disgusting when someone says this. Is that figuratively? Well, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, I suppose it depends because are you upset with somebody for kind of genuinely feeling that strongly about something that's small or, or is it the fact that they're kind of exaggerating their reaction? Well, I guess it, I, I guess it's uh, kind of like that thing of when some, it's the equivalent when someone goes, Oh, you know, Oh, when someone says that or does that, it makes me want to throw up, but I'm not talking about like stereotypical things like, Oh, if you see a bit of sick or a bit of shit or piss or whatever, not, not something like that, but something where they go, if I say like, for example, Oh, I don't like brown loaf bread eaters. It makes me sick. It is dis- I find it disgusting that they can eat pure brown bread. You so know? yeah, it's, it's the exaggeration you don't like, Ben. Yeah, because I'm just like, no, disgust, do you know what look, disgust means? Disgust means when you genuinely have a physical turn in your stomach where you genuinely feel ill from whatever it is that is happening. You know... I just don't get it. So I've done something that's pretty... Some people would actually find quite disgusting. But I will admit I was kind of proud of it at the same time. It's going back now being... Fucking hell, I think I was 21. So 12 years, fucking hell. Time flies. Um, yeah. Fuck, fuck me. me. Yeah, fuck me. Uh, I was... It was my birthday and I was having some drinks at the student union bar and I was going into um into i was living in london so i was going into all central london for something i think no i think a friend was putting a comedy night on and i was on the tube and i was just like i need to get off i don't feel very well so we got to king's cross i was like get off here and i'll get some fresh air and some water and then uh, i should be all right and as i'm on the escalator right. at king's cross station i couldn't hold it i couldn't hold it in and i threw up I threw up on the escalator. Right. And after that, there was just a part of me just kind of going, my vomit's just going to be circulating round and round wow. and round on the escalator. Wow. Yes. And I don't know why. It was just something slightly kind of perverse about it. And it just, I don't know. I... It's not slight, really, is it? Jesus. <laughs> Well, we, you know, we've all been there. I mean, like I recall. No, we haven't all been to the point where we vomited on a major tube station escalator. But we've all thrown up in a public space at some yes, point. Yes, but, but it stays in that one place. 
Yeah. But this day it would just be it would be travelled up to then be travelled back down to then travel back up again on on a repeated cycle. And then maybe somebody who would be standing in it. And somebody who isn't looking just put, puts their hand down on the rail and goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and then <laughs> like well that reminds me of when um I was on the DLR um when I was living in London and my partner at the time, bless her, she she didn't get drunk that much but we got quite drunk one night and blessed and she was like so you know when someone's paralytic is it paramedic paramedically Paramedically, i don't know yeah so they wander around being sick with plasters and a first aid kit yeah and an ambulance and an ambulance on the top of their head like sorry paralytic yeah still not paramedic yeah um where she yeah she could barely stand up and she could barely do anything and I was holding her up on the DLR and there was no um uh seats and she was like oh, I'm not gonna make it and it was moving from side to side and we had like two minutes left to, to get off and then she just threw up in the middle of the kind of aisle you know and then there was a woman like at, randomly at like 11 30 at night or midnight um with her kids like you know they were easily around about seven or five and they were like sat down um, not far away from the aisle, and she just said, she was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, when you guys get older, you don't want to be like that. And in my drunken annoyance, I was just like, yeah, well, she's trying her best to throw up in the corner, so just back off, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think it was actually even earlier on that, um, on the journey there, um, it was me, her, and my brother, and then he was just singing, for some reason, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. What any dream will do. Yeah. He was just going That's on. an anthem. He was going on the tube. He didn't know, He just knew. I close my eyes, drew back the curtain to ah, see for certain. To see for certain. Ah, what I thought I knew. I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he just and he kept singing it. And there was a woman who was three seats down from him. And we were just like, oh, sorry if he's making so much noise. And she was like, um, and she had an iP- uh, her iPod, like, headphones in. And she was just like, oh, you are being a little bit noisy. And then he just <laughs> went, and he just went, mind your own then. <laughs> <laughs> just a little aside from this. On the topic of that song, um, one thing that always used to shock me, regardless of how many times it happened. Now, both of you know my dad. Very kind of calm, peaceful, quiet person. Yes. (laughs) There used to be a time when I was growing up where whenever that song would be played anywhere... Even if he wasn't in the room, it's like he would find like boundless energy... To like burst into the room and just really like atonally, like a dying bird, just go. <laughs> and he did that so much, but I will ne- it, it never, ever, ever got old, and I'll never be able to hear that song without thinking of that. But when someone has like a monotone kind of voice as well, with something as uplifting as that, it's great. It's like mo- I know someone whose voice. Um... Yeah, he listens to Coldplay a lot, and his voice is naturally... No wonder he's monotone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I will try to fix you, you know. 
So when he's singing Paradise, it doesn't work. He goes, para, para, paradise. I'm still convinced that he's singing parrot rice. As in rice for parrots. Parrot rice. (laughs) Parrot. Yeah. Parrot rice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an advert. Well, you know, the way you were doing it, it was like it Available barely was. Now. And there's a part, there's a part in the background. Nine ninety nine. How much are you paying for rice? Yeah, too much. Clearly, it's parrot rice. Although I was, I was going to say it's parrot rice. It's imported. It's very rare, tropical mm. creature, mm. or tropical animal with wings, as you would say, Alex. <laughs> Aviation thing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's a that's another kind of double whammy of you know emotions. You know, hopefully you're not too shocked or disgusted by the horrendous, horrific things, but also educational things we've been discussing. Alex, do you have any final thoughts on either subject? I just think the listeners should be grateful that neither of us spoke about any of our anuses. Oh, fuck. right. <laughs> I was also going to mention about how I found something really disgusting was, you remember in the second Alien film where they come across the Queen Alien and she's laying the eggs? There's just something disgusting about the sound of her laying the egg and you actually seeing how she makes and forms and lays the eggs. It's really I haven't vile. seen the second Alien film. Does it squelch? Yes. Ooh. And you see the sack of where... I don't know what it's called, but you see the sack of where all the eggs travel, and it's just like, and it's just like that's disgusting. You are so prepared for childbirth. I love it. No, I'm I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm nowhere near there. Uh, I, you know, if I ever have children, and God then my, help us all. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'll be like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I've seen aliens. That's not happening. <laughs> but, but yeah. Was you not at school? Was you not, uh, was you not shown a video of a woman giving birth? Yes, uh, at secondary school, but it was that whole secondary school thing. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's watch someone have sex. Let's watch someone have sex. You don't no. watch it, but you actually see the video of the baby being pushed out. Yeah, and that was a bit like, no, you don't see the sex part. You no, see the, yes. it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, still to this day, twenty years on. After I remember clearly afterwards, me and the guys in my class, we were just a bit like. Why on earth would you do that to someone? <laughs> you know, like you know, feeling sorry for the women. It's just like, Jesus. My first, my first thought was she could have at least shaved. It was your video from the seventies, then, Alex? <laughs> Mine was the guy with the moustache and the big, uh, fuzzy hair and the glasses. He wasn't what, meant Bob to be Ross given. giving birth. That him, but no, but they were following a couple for ages. Um, yeah. Were they aware? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, he's a very nice, kind gentleman. Oh, do you mind if I just sit in the corner whilst you conceive the child? You know, yeah. That's so, weird. Yeah. For me, this is very enlightening because at times where I consider in my life, could I be straight again? And hearing both of you talk about videos of childbirth as if you're referring to the atrocities in Vietnam. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, no, I'm all right where I am, to be honest. Women, fair play. If I if I do ever have kids during the birthing process, it's quite common 
for women to um no that, no no well it's quite common for women to shit themselves during childbirth mm-hmm. right. i will be making that point to the woman if i'm holding her hand i'll be like yeah you've just shat yourself love I and, think she's and, got... And you're calling me a twat beggar. Tom, any other... <laughs> <laughs> any other final thoughts, Tom, on either subject? I mean, how do you follow that? Just Okay, we'll finish it there then. <laughs> but, but... I am disgust incarnate. So, Excellent. So, Tom, over so... to you in regards to Nick's Crap DVD giveaway. Don't say those words. What? Nick's <laughs> How... Crap DVD giveaway. I don't say it that camp, Nick, but thanks. Alex, you say it. Pair of <laughs> <laughs> Nick's Crap DVD giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you sound like you were going through puberty in the last bit? <laughs> right, go on, Tom. Please may I be excused, I appear to have the plague. <laughs> so, <laughs> so last uh, entry was in fact the last next crap DVD giveaway of the season. Because uh, we are a couple of weeks behind as things are. So this is just a reminder for all of you lovely people who got all the way to the end of the last episode. Where we were talking about... Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about excitement and hope. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, sorry. Do you remember what the question was? Uh, no. It was, um, would you rather... Oh, yes. It was a would you oh, rather. Oh, yes. Yes. So we could, we weren't inspired enough by hope and excitement to give you a good question. We thought to round off the season of next crap DVD giveaway. If you want this back for season two, you're going to have to work bloody hard. <laughs> so taking inspiration from Nick's bizarre gauntlet of would you rather questioning, um, we asked you a would you rather question. And uh, so obviously we want your answer, but we also want the explanation as to why would you rather be a cat with a human face or a dog with human hands? Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I was half expecting you two to have a reaction, for God's sake. No, because we reacted the last time. Yeah. So please do use the normal channels to send us your answers, which would be the email address, which is Alex. Our bottom podcast at yahoo.com and the Facebook. Our bottom podcast. And what about Instagram, Alex? Our bottom podcast. Excellent. So, yes, so I think we've learned a lot today. I don't. Right. Alex? You have, you have, Nick. Yeah, I've, every episode you've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned that you can get paramedically drunk. <laughs> Always end on a positive note. So on that bombshell, um, it's goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from Tom. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for hitting the play button. Uh, we hope you look forward to listening to us on the next episode. Ta very much. I close my eyes.
I gave up because Nick can't keep time. I close my eyes. As your wife I've requested. requested. <laughs> no! <laughs>